Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with Kent for Wednesday, December 23rd, 2020. Brought to you by the great people of today's dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist I've ever been to. Make him your dentist today. 317-849-2933. want to let you know, all you have to do to win this, you have to like or share this video. That's it. It is a Super Bowl 41 commemorative coin that was gotten in Miami for the Super Bowl that the Colts won against the Bears. Look at this beautiful thing. Gold inlay there. This is a collector's item. I've had this for, well, since the Super Bowl. And uh, all you have to do is share or like this video. And at noon today, I'm going to pick a winner. And I'll I'll do it on uh, Periscope and Twitter, too, for people who retweet there. Uh, And uh, we'll send this. I'll mail it uh, shortly after noon today. We'll get this off to somebody. Hopefully, they get it by Friday for Christmas, but if not, shortly thereafter. If you need a Christmas present for somebody and you're, you're strapped for time, there's nothing better than a copy of Oops. All right? It's a book I wrote, 37 Individual Mistakes, Heinous Mistakes That I've Made and Learned From. You can get the electronic copy or the, uh, the audio copy. Those are delivered like that. You don't need to wait for the mailman for these. They deliver digitally. How about that? Let's talk about sports, shall we? Indiana, they opened Big Ten play tonight at Simon Scott Assembly Hall against Northwestern. Indiana has got to figure out how to shoot the ball a little bit better from beyond the arc and from the foul line. They're not good at either. Defensively, they are a lockdown elite defensive unit. According to Ken Palm, they rank in the top 10 in defensive efficiency. That's really good. Uh, Northwestern, not a bad team coming off that win against Michigan State over the weekend. Um, Indiana, according to Ken Palm, projected to be 16-11. and 11. Remember, there are only 27 regular season games this year. So getting to 20 is going to be really difficult. It's not 31 this year. It's 27. So those are four games that are going to go wanting for being played. And 11-9 and in the Big Ten. I think Indiana is going to be a little bit better than that. I I think they need to be a little bit better than that. In order to be better than that, they're going to have to shoot the ball a little bit better. Uh, Poor three-point shooting. Despite Armand Franklin hitting 46.2%, the rest of the team is 29 of 95. That's good for 30.5%. That's not good for anything. And you're not going to win a lot of ball games shooting that way. Um, you know, and they never seem to have experience. I mean, you look at the Ken Palm rankings in terms of experience, and Indiana ranks 283rd in terms of experience on the floor. They play a lot of young guys. They've only got two seniors on the roster, Al Durham and Joey Brunk, and Joey Brunk hadn't played yet. Last year, you had Devontae Green and Deron Davis. You didn't have seniors then. This coming year, hopefully there's some. Justin Smith transferred, or he'd be a senior this year. Indiana's got to keep some guys around. you got to get old, stay old. You saw that last night with Iowa, right? Garza, Bohannon, Wieskamp, 
All seniors, all played well last night for the Hawkeyes as they beat Purdue. And uh, went really close, 70-55. Uh, Purdue didn't hold, and I told you yesterday, they got to hold teams under 41.3% uh, percent shooting, the, shooting the ball. They didn't last night. Iowa, just a skosh above that. But where Butler or Purdue really didn't do very well was in uh, foul shooting. They got to the line three times. They hit one foul shot. You're not going to win a lot of conference games hitting one foul shot. It's just not going to happen. you got to attack the rim a little bit or shoot threes really, really well. Purdue didn't do either last night, so they lose by 15. Also tonight, Purdue or Butler takes on Providence at Hinkle Fieldhouse. Uh, that game tonight, 6 o'clock on CBS Sports Network. The Indiana game, by the way, on BTN at 8.30. So Butler, they got to find a way to get untracked. And tonight is a really good opportunity. Butler, where they've been terrible this year so far, is allowing teams to knock down three-point shots. But Providence is a terrible three-point shooting team. Providence would like to be as bad at shooting threes as Indiana is. They have hit this season 28.1% of the time from beyond the arc. They are really, really bad. The Bulldogs are allowing opponents to hit 46%. If Providence only hits the 28 that they're accustomed to hitting, Butler's got a great chance to win. If Providence hits the 46 that Butler has become accustomed to allowing, I think Providence wins this game. Uh, Pacers, they open the season at home tonight against the New York Knicks. The beginning of the season, really favorable for the Pacers. They play five of their first six at home, and four of those six against teams that aren't expected to be too good. They play the Knicks twice, they play the Bulls, and they play the Pelicans and the Cavs. Those are the first seven. The Pelicans are the seventh game they play on the road. Uh, in between those, you got two games at home against the Boston Celtics. I think we're going to see what kind of a team this Pacers group is going to be under Nate Bjorkman as they take on the Celtics. Tonight's game against the Knicks, they got to win that game. A lot of interesting stuff. We're going to see interesting, interesting stuff from the Pacers tonight. It's going to be a different-looking team. It's going to be a more modern-looking team. I like Nate McMillan as a basketball coach. I think he understood things. The Pacers last year, though... They led the league in number of two-pointers taken and percentage of two-pointers made. They were a really good mid-range team. Domas Sabonis, really good in the mid-range. T.J. Warren, exceptionally good. His mid-range get and Malcolm Brogdon, three of the best mid-range guys maybe in the NBA. You don't win a championship with great mid-range guys. you got to hit three-point shots. You're going to see the Pacers take many more three-point shots this season than they did last year. Going to bring some of that Toronto Raptors magic down here to Indiana, and, and we'll see what happens. Pacers Knicks, 7 o'clock tonight in an empty Bankers Life Fieldhouse, and that's unfortunate. Darnell, how are you? Good to see you. Mentioned that Purdue lost last night to Iowa. Luca Garza looks like a player of the year, doesn't he? Last night, 4 of 8, shooting the three ball, had 20 points for the Hawkeyes. Uh, Maryland coming up for Purdue on Christmas Day. Ball State, 2-0 in the MAC. They beat Western Michigan last night, 76-68. K.J. Walton with 20 points. All of his points scored on two-point buckets. Kind of rare. So there you go. Teresa Harris, how are you? My prediction for the Pacers, Not I am not as bullish on the Pacers 
as Malcolm Brogdon is, Malcolm predicted that they were going to win 50 games. That means that they would only lose 22. I don't think they're that kind of team. I think they win somewhere between 43 and 45 games. That's kind of who they are traditionally, historically, and I think they're going to be that way again. It's hard to buck history unless you just lay waste to your roster. It is really hard to deviate from the norm in the NBA. I think the norm, because the Pacers, they return almost everybody. Alizé Johnson is gone. They add uh, Cassius Stanley. That's about it. Jeremy Lamb's going to come back from the injury eventually, play really good basketball, I got a feeling, and, and we'll see what happens. But all these starters, they come back intact. Victor Oladipo, a little bit healthier. I think they win between 43 and 45 games. I hope for more is what we do, right? We pick what our head tells us, and then we hope what our heart tells us. Our heart is always going to pick more uh, wins for the local teams than our, uh, than our heads, right? So, there, yeah, oh, Leafs come. Yeah. He's at Oklahoma City. The, the Pacers sent a draft pick with him to Oklahoma City, they got back a guy who's not going to play, a guy named uh, LeCue. He ain't going to play. So there you go. Um, Zach Gunn, by the way, for Ball State, hit a couple of threes. He's from Hamilton Southeastern. I like Zach Gunn a lot. Uh, Tony Dungy ranked Tom Brady the number six toughest quarterback to compete against, to beat uh, in NFL history. And so Tom Brady didn't like that. And he retweeted the link to those picks and uh, just retweeted it with a picture of the Colts banner as being, uh, uh, you know, competitors in the 2014 AFC Championship game, which, of course, Brady and the Patriots won. That was the deflate game. They won that game 45-7. to So there you go. But Tom Brady, immobile, and that's why Tony Dungy picked Aaron Rodgers and uh, a couple other guys ahead of him. Um, include, uh, Steve Young was one of those, John Elway, one of those, Peyton Manning also, who wasn't terribly nimble, but Tony Dungy is never going to elevate Tom Brady over the top of Peyton Manning. Uh, Colts back to work. They're prepping for their game this Sunday against the Steelers. This is a huge game. I mean, for a week 16 game, this thing is absolutely massive. The swing that could occur for the Colts because of this game, absolutely huge, right? They lose this game. They could fall to the eighth seed. There is no eighth seed in the playoffs. You only have seven in the the NFL playoffs, in the AFC. So below seven, you're out of the playoffs. That could happen if the Colts lose. If the Colts win, they could elevate all the way to second over the top of the Steelers. They could take the lead in the AFC South because the Titans, they play at Green Bay and could lose there. The Bills could lose. You could see the Colts as the two seed because of winning this game. If they lose, they could fall completely out of the playoffs. That's a hell of a thing. They're 10-4. and four. I think they've earned a shot at the playoffs, but you know what? Deserves got nothing to do with it, does it? Clint Eastwood taught us that in Unforgiven, and we never forget. People always talk about deserve. Indiana fans are yelling at me on YouTube because, uh, or, you know what, if you want a, uh, bouncing around a little bit, but if you want a chance at this coin and you're watching on YouTube, subscribe. And you get another entry to maybe win 
this Super Bowl uh, commemorative coin that's worth some money, to be honest. But it just sits in a drawer for me. So, you know, I'd rather have it. Somebody should have it who's going to enjoy it. That's the way it is. Uh, but uh, Indiana fans are yelling at me on, on YouTube uh, about Indiana deserves better than to go to the Outback Bowl in Tampa. They deserve to go to a New Year's Six. Deserve's got nothing to do with it. Deserve. Please. Indiana football has been good for like two years. Let's stop the madness. This is not, this is not Alabama. This isn't, it isn't even Georgia and Florida, for God's sake. It's not Texas A&M. It's Indiana. They're building something at Indiana, and we should be proud of what's being built at Indiana if you're affiliated to Indiana University as a graduate or as a student or as a booster or a fan or whatever or just a resident of the state of Indiana. You, you should root for the state university. However, deserve, please, the hell? What are we talking about? Let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we? Let's do that. Because you know what? It's the day. The one day that everybody has to pay attention to us. Right? The other 60 foot, 364 days a year, we're paying attention to everybody else. But on our birthday, people have to pay attention to us. The great Nick Anson celebrating a birthday. He doesn't publicize that on Facebook. But I remember Nick's birthday. I don't think he puts it on, on Facebook. Guys I went to elementary school with and guys I was in junior high with, you remember their birthdays, right? David Jameson, March 16th. Mike Hankey, May 28th. Mike Quinn, uh, May 31st. Art Larson, November 19th. I could go on and on. Uh, at any rate, the great Steve Bray celebrating a birthday today. Russ Sedbrook, happy birthday. Reese Gwynn, Joseph Lloyd, Joe Cutshaw, happy birthday. The great Jim Ehrlich celebrating a birthday, a great Camp Menominee alum. Uh, Gordon Radford, happy birthday. Shane Hughes, the great Brett Bowers, happy birthday to Brett. And Diane Nichols Hyde, the great Diane Nichols Hyde, happy birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else. It's best done with an honest and specific compliment. Again, like this video, share this video, or subscribe to the YouTube channel, and you got a chance to win this lovely Super Bowl uh, coin, which is just fantastic. comes with a, a certificate of authenticity. You can see the gold inlay in there. It's a beautiful coin. Uh, very much like the coin that was flipped to determine who is going to uh, receive the opening kickoff, which we know was the Bears because Devin Hester took it to the house, right? I wasn't worried, though. You knew that the, the Colts were going to win that game, of course. Uh, put this on your radar, waiting for the invite to be on your show. There are no invites for the show. This is me. This is a standalone operation, Darnell, for God's sake. There are no invitations. We don't have guests. There's no couch here. This isn't Johnny Carson. This isn't David Letterman. This isn't what we do. It's not even Jimmy Fallon. I wouldn't want it to be Jimmy Fallon. I got to tell you the truth. Jimmy Fallon's not funny. What are you going to do? I got a hell of a sense of humor. He's not funny. David Letterman, funny. Jimmy Kimmel, funny. Johnny Carson was funny. Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel is too self-involved for me, for me to like this guy. Everything is about him, 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 him. I don't like it. What are you going to do? Sports, nothing but sports. That's what we do. But beatball, I'm all about beatball. Beatball is very difficult. If you have ever tried to play beatball, my goodness, is that I got to play once. Darnell invited us out to play once. Hitting a beatball, you're blindfolded. 
The ball beeps. You tell people where you want them to pitch. You you listen and swing, and then you hit it. You don't know where you're going, so the, the first base beeps, and you try to run toward that, and you're feeling, oh, it's very, very difficult. Congratulations to uh, Darnell's beatball team, which is like a perennial world championship, national championship team. We'll talk to you a little bit later today. The great Philip Rivers is going to join us on Inside Indiana Sports Now, as usual.